the heart of the Nipty Radio recording studios high above 107 Columbia with both eyes on the many new assistant district attorneys in the offices throughout the state that are beginning their careers as assistant district attorneys this September. Congratulations to all of you and welcome to Nipty Radio. Today we're going to be discussing elevating crimes based on previous convictions. What are the proper procedures? Let's begin. When a defendant is to be charged in an indictment with a crime that is of a higher level due to the fact that the defendant has a previous conviction, the manner in which the evidence of this previous conviction is to be presented at trial, as well as what the requirements are for the grand jury, plus the form of the indictment, are all governed by CPL 200.60. There are a number of crimes that are felonies rather than misdemeanors based solely on the fact that the defendant has a previous conviction. Each of these elevated crimes has its own rules as to the types of crimes that will be required in order to elevate from a misdemeanor to a felony. Some can be elevated only by a very limited number of crimes, while others have a very extensive number of crimes for which a previous conviction will result in the elevation. When a defendant is prosecuted for operating a motor vehicle while under the influence of alcohol or drugs pursuant to VTL 1192, if that person is being charged under subdivisions 2, 3, or 4 and has a previous conviction for any of those subdivisions, then and only then can the new crime be elevated to an e-felony from an A misdemeanor. If a person possesses an unloaded operable firearm, it would normally be charged under 265.01b, an e-felony, and also under Penal Law 265.01, Subdivision 1, an A misdemeanor. Now, the A misdemeanor charge can be elevated to that of a D violent felony offense pursuant to 265.02, Sub 5, if the defendant has previously been convicted of an A misdemeanor from the penal law within the past five years or has a previous felony conviction. If the defendant's conviction is outside the five-year limit, or the previous conviction is a B misdemeanor from the penal law, or for any crime, the misdemeanor can still be elevated to a D, but it is a non-VFO felony, pursuant again to 265.02 sub 1. But again, it is not a violent felony offense. The elevation of weapons charges is not limited to firearms. Thus, If a defendant commits any of the A misdemeanor crimes of Penal Law 265.01 subdivisions 1, 2, or 5, and has previously been convicted of any crime, then he or she can be charged under 265.02 sub 1 for the same possession only as a D felony, non-VFO, rather than an A misdemeanor. Another example is found in the auto stripping section of the Penal Law. If a defendant commits the crime of auto-stripping in the third degree, Penal Law Section 16509, an A misdemeanor, and has previously been convicted within the past five years of that same crime, or for Penal Law 16510, then the defendant can be prosecuted pursuant to 16510 as an E felony. 
defendant's previous conviction is an element of these crimes that must be proved beyond a reasonable doubt at trial and must also be established in the grand jury pursuant to CPL 200.60 sub 4, just as all the other elements of the crime must be established. Presenting evidence of a defendant's previous conviction to a trial jury would obviously be prejudicial to the defendant. For this reason, the legislature has established special procedures to be followed at a trial, as well as how the indictment is to be drafted. The purpose of the statute is to remove any improper prejudice to the defendant and at the same time permitting the people to prove their case. Unlike predicate felony sentencing, where the defendant must have been sentenced on the first conviction before committing the second crime in order to qualify for predicate felony sentencing. To elevate with the previous conviction, only the plea or the jury or judge verdict must have occurred. The sentence is not required to have been imposed for a previous conviction to be used in the elevation. See People v. Montilla, a New York Court of Appeals case from the year 2008. While not mandatory, when presenting the case to a grand jury, the preferred procedure is to first present the evidence of the misdemeanor lower-level charge. Once the grand jury is charged and votes a true bill on that lesser crime, you then introduce the additional evidence of the previous conviction and vote the more serious charge. The indictment must not include any language which indicates the defendant has a previous conviction. Instead, the people file a special information with the indictment which specifically charges the defendant with having been convicted of the previous crime. If there is a mistake made in not filing the special information with the indictment, you are permitted to file it at a later time. This error is not jurisdictional and can be corrected as long as it was properly presented to the grand jury in the first place. At trial, the defendant has the option to concede the element of the previous conviction in order to avoid the people introducing evidence of this conviction to the jury. Since the conviction is an element of the crime, it must be conceded or else the jury must consider it and therefore the people must present evidence. The statute, the indictment, CPL 200.60 subdivision 2, calls for the defendant to be arraigned on the special information as to whether he or she will concede the previous conviction or require it to be proved by the people. Now, the people should attempt to have this arraignment done as early in the case as possible so as to know if evidence of the previous conviction will be required to be presented by the people. Here are three additional points to be aware of when dealing with elevation cases. First of all, the defendant's conceding his or her prior conviction pursuant to 200.60 during the trial does not waive the requirement for the people to file predicate felony papers for a defendant to be properly sentenced as a predicate felony offender. See People v. Edwards, a Fourth Department case from 2017. Secondly, a defendant pleading guilty before the people have filed the special information is not a jurisdictional defect or error and will not impact the legitimacy of that felony plea. See People v. Gill, a third department case from 1985. And thirdly, when an element of a crime includes the defendant being confined in a correctional facility, the language of this element should be included in the special information and not appear in the body of the indictment. See People v. Rowe, a third department case from 2013. 
please be sure to review the written version of today's NIPTI practice tip for all of the case law authority for the various points discussed today. As always, we thank our crack producer and vacation planner, Jonathan Marconi Crispino. It's great to be back. To all of you out there, be well and stay ready, my friends. <laughs>